Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like no bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal. Some never mind them brakes. Let it all hang out cause we got a run to make. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta and there's beer in Texarkana. And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just watch your bandit run. Welcome to episode 54 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. I am here with my co-host partner Mike Barman. Mike, how are we tonight? We're fantastic. How are you, Bebo? Well, you know, the, the, I'm going to take the good with the bad, you know. We've got football starting tonight. But we're going to we're going to start on a bit of a somber note. Personal hero of both yours and myself, unfortunately passed away today at the ripe old age of 82. The the, the late great Burt Reynolds. Very very sad day. Very sad. We were, um, before we came on, we were reminiscing about um, Cannonball Run, Smoking <laughs> the Bandits. We who, still didn't find the scene that we were looking for with the water bottle. Yeah, no, it's it's right after that crash scene that we were talking about. Because the guy is out cold on the couch. Because it takes him five or six times and not dropping the bottle. <laughs> yeah, well, that's at the very end of the movie when yes. they do when they do all the outtakes. <laughs> Burt Reynolds can't catch a, a seltzer bottle uh, and, and keeps dropping it. Well, it's like the size of a fire extinguisher. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the time they actually filmed the scene, it was only half full too. <laughs> um, you Shake know, it up, Bert. Shake it up. I, I got. I got a text from our, our, our friend of the show, Mark Cavalli, right around 3.15. He let me know. Shortly after that, I texted uh, Brian Conley, who, you know, kind of put Cannonball Run back in front of me about 10 or 15 years ago. Put it back on my radar. Or I'm wow. sorry, not Cannonball Run, Smoking the Bandit, because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And just going back and watching that and remember watching it as a kid and just absolutely loving every minute of Burt Reynolds' performance, uh, Jackie Gleason's performance. Um, it, it's just one of those those great, silly movies that just stands up. Well, that's true. You know, Mandy, um, Mandy didn't know who Jackie Gleason was. And so oh my God. the first, the, the, that, Smoking the Bandit was the way I introduced Jackie Gleason to Mandy. It was like, <laughs> it is so funny. Um, what we have here is a complete <laughs> disrespect of the law. Oh, there's so many great lines from that. And it's just, you know, and even like even Burt Reynolds, he did a movie last year and it was called like the last great movie. Yeah, last, I think I remember that. Uh, and it's him and Chevy Chase. And oh, really? And there's like a scene in the movie where they're sitting there having lunch and they're both talking about how miserable they are to work work with. <laughs> And it's just like a very funny scene when they're making fun of you. Oh, like you're one to talk. 
about being difficult to work with on set and stuff like that. It's so funny. Um, but uh, prior to the show, you and I uh, poured a shot. I, ho- I hope you didn't drink yours already. Not yet. All right. So to, to Burt Reynolds. To Burt. We'll miss you. Spice we'll, run. We'll, Spice rum and what was it? Not butter shots, but the other one. The no, it was butter shots. Oh, was it butter shots? Yep. Spice rum and butter shots. Thanks, Bert. Thanks, Bert. All right, on with the show. There she is. Woo! Um, the Vuelta. We're through. Yes. How many stages? Eleven, twelve. Uh, twelve was today. Okay. You want to do some recaps? I know we, we, we recapped one through four already on the last episode. Um, you want to start with stage five? You want me to go through it? Uh, why don't you start through it, and then I'll uh, kind of catch up. So your winner or, for stage five, Simon Clark of EF Education. Yeah, great win for EF Education. He wins out of the – so he got away in the breakaway and won? Yeah. got a, Well, that's been the um, – uh, you know, without Team Sky bringing a really strong team here, they're just the the teams just don't have the firepower to kind of keep everything together, and we're seeing that every day now. That the smaller teams are realizing, if you if you want to take your opportunity to win, it's it's in this vault up, and it's right now. Um, three up sprint with a few chasers, nineteen seconds back. So <clears throat> Clark won the sprint with three other guys. Is that what that means? No, he actually, uh, yes, he actually came to the line with three guys and was able to outspread them. He kept it together as the other guys were kind of countering and, and trying to get him to make a mistake. Everyone knew he's a little bit younger than the other two guys, and he has has a better finish than the other two guys. So it was... Was, um, was this one where it was a hilly stage and, and that's how they got away, or was it a flat stage and they just were able to... to well, no... All, all the tour of Spain is really kind of lumpy. So, okay. Um, you know, when we say lumpy stage for a tour, tour that's different than a, almost every Volta stage is just like up and down. And um, I thought well, Michael a lot Wood, of rolling hills. A lot of rolling hills. Michael um, Michael Woods uh, did a good job describing it as um, <clears throat> as really it's like an Ardennese classic, uh, that southern part of Belgium. Uh, where it just it's very rolling terrain, and so there there isn't any way to go around it. You just if you're going to go from one area to another, you're going to have to do it. Uh, stage six. Um, you've got here. Uh, it's not really about the the stage was good, but really what's going on now is the GC battle at this point of the race. Yeah, they kind of got it. They kind of got it worked out. Um, uh, Pino and Kelderman actually lost a minute 45 on that stage. Uh, the bunch had fragmented and they just got kind of caught out. Um, Buhani actually uh, ended up winning in a sprint, which means that it couldn't have been all that hilly. However, um, you could definitely see the, the GC riders were, ri- were riding to win. Trying to stay out of trouble. Right. Um... There's crashes and crosswinds in the final 25 kilometers. Yeah, they uh, happen in Spain quite a bit. Quite a bit, also different than France and some of the other areas of uh, Italy, uh, where the crosswinds. If you if you make a left or a right hand turn somewhere, and uh, usually it's Movistar knows exactly what's going to happen when, and uh, and so the teams the the 
the, the teams will kind of try to disguise it a little bit, but uh, it'll be, it, it, it'll be the second they make that turn there, there'll be teams at the front, just making sure that they can't go anywhere. And then you've got Van Poppel, Viviani. I'm assuming they finished second, third. Exactly. Okay. Um, who's in the GC lead at this point? Um, well, it was actually a Kofidis rider. Uh, okay. Uh, Malare. Okay. It sounds like Malima, but it's not. It's actually Malare on Kofidis. Okay. And so I didn't bring it up a whole lot because I well, it was one, not probably, not really important. I'd butcher his name. Um, uh, Kofidis does do a great job in the Volta. I guess um, that part of uh, a lot of the parts of Spain. And the French, uh, te- te- the French uh, telephone company, Cofidis, actually, he they have a lot of business there. So they're really, 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 uh, they really work hard at having a good Volta as long as, and, and a Tour de France. Um, stage seven, Tony Gallopin with AG2R for the win over Sagan. I'm assuming that was a sprint? A semi-sprint. Um Tony Gallopin kind of attacked out, out, out towards the um, towards the end of the end, end of the stage and kind of um, gapped uh, the sprinters out a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't too too early, but it was enough. It was it was it was enough, so it wasn't a sprint stage any longer. And so, you know, traditional Sagan, he doesn't like to ask all his teammates to bring everything back so that he can win. And so, there's a lot more. There's a lot of fun going on in, within the stage, within the teams, within the individuals that have good sprints, within within everything about who's going to do the work, when, where, and why. And Sagan doesn't like to waste his teammates uh, for no reason. So he probably didn't feel 100%, but still got second. Um, they, when you So was Gallopin shooting for a top 10? Yes, Gallopin shooting for a top 10 overall. So to get a stage win and if he can get a top 10, it's going to be fantastic for him. And um, I think he's in sixth or seventh now. And he so he ends up beating Sagan and Valverde in that group. Yep. Um, the one thing I saw popped up in my news feed earlier in the week was Sagan, and I, I'm not sure if you saw this or not, he mentioned possibly not, I don't know if it was not competing in the Worlds or not winning the Worlds. Well, it's more about um, he wanted to wear the world championship jersey one more time. And because he was the sprint leader, he actually uh, had the green jersey from the Vuelta on. So he really wanted to win a stage of the Vuelta with the uh, world championship jersey on because he's, well, like any race, it doesn't matter whether it's hilly or not hilly. Um, you know, it's hard to win a world championship. And I no one's ever won four world championships in a row. I mean, that... The, the odds on that just don't happen. I'll take the odds. <laughs> <laughs> what, the usual? I'll take Sagan. Oh, uh, that's a tough one. I'll take him. Uh, stage eight. Valverde wins in a sprint over Sagan and Van Poppel. Um, you got ballsy win for him just... He doesn't like losing. <laughs> Valverde just doesn't like not winning stages that he thinks he has an opportunity on. And he just, and I talk, I, when I coach athletes and when I talk to athletes, I talk a lot about this. It's 
Valverde exerts his will over others. And that's what winning bike, bicycle races is. It's deciding I want to win and you're not going to win today. And it's Valverde has an incredible ability to do this regularly and shows his class um, uh, very well. It's it, it was a great stage win. Um, I mean, he's 38 years old. Well, that, that's the other thing. I mean, at this point, he's, you know, he's potentially riding in his last Vuelta. Maybe. No, nah, he, he he he's going to be like Tiger. He's going to be going until he's 44, 45. He doesn't know he doesn't He doesn't know how to shut know, it off. He doesn't know he doesn't know anything else and he's he's been gifted in that way where it, it's not going to be an issue for him. So he's still going to be able to perform for another 3 or 4 or 5 years. Yes. Like at a high level. At a high level. Yeah. Yeah. I can see kinda that. Like, kind of like kind of like Drew Brees and Tom Brady-ish. Uh, if you think about it that way, where whoa, 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 whoa Drew whoa, Brees whoa. doesn't do anything at a high level because he's a short, short man. <laughs> <laughs> but except, you know, you get, he, except cheating. <laughs> well, it wasn't him that cheated; it was his coach and his team. He was helping. Uh, he didn't break into the cabinet to get the bike in and out. That's probably true. <laughs> he, well, because he couldn't but, reach the cabinet. <laughs> That's definitely a possibility, but um, just more in the in the fact that what they're going to do for Valverde, like they do for Drew Brees and Tom Brady, they're not going to ask Tom Brady to roll out and grab a catch from a from a running back throwing a pass again that makes him look stupid because he's physically incapable any longer. What they're going to do with Valverde is they're gonna they're gonna limit the number of races that he does well, and and he's going to train a little bit more. And they're still going to bring him out and kind of, he's going to be a great rider for a long time. Well, and he's going to be their like number two, like backup guy in most of these big tours. Well, or... not, not even there any longer. He's going to be just a support rider and he's managed the riders on teams for a long time. He's probably better than. It's like having a coach on the bike. Yes, exactly. And it's someone, and it's someone that it's, um, you know, for younger riders, if you're 21 years old and you meet Alejandro Valverde, I have to imagine it's the most intimidating thing that you've ever done. Because, you know, Valverde probably rides at 27 or 26 or 27 miles an hour all day long and just wears you out. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get better. You're trying to get better for the race that you're trying to do. And Alejandro Valverde's wondering why, why you even why you even signed your contract. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the guy. Uh, you know, he did, he is in the Puerto. He, he has, has some blood bags in the bank, but I put him more in the category with, uh, Cancelara and Bonin and those guys where they just did enough to win what they felt like they deserved. And so that to me is a little bit different than what some of the other guys did. Uh Oh, Falcons down to the 10, uh, stage nine. Ben King, did if I remember correctly, he won stage three or four. Yeah, this is a second stage win, and this one, this one's fantastic. You should watch this one. Okay, um, holds off Malama on the last climb in a breakaway. Um, got gap got down to nineteen seconds, but he finished forty eight seconds on top. Yes, Yates takes red by one second over Valverde. Ben King was the virtual leader on the road. Uh, all the way up. In the break. Up, 
all the way up to halfway up the climb. Is this guy potentially the great white hope for USA? No, <laughs> no pun intended. No, <laughs> but he's been just, trying to win a stage for like five years. Well, and he's won two today, this year. Yeah, that's pretty good. It doesn't work like that. It's super proud to have Ben King win stages, and he totally deserves them. He's done a fantastic job of improving and learning what it takes to win these stages. It's more about the fact that the stage races that he's in, including this Volta, is more stage race appropriate, or this the the breakaways in the stage races are getting more time and are being allowed to win the stages. And so I, he could have won a stage several years ago, but unfortunately Team Sky was involved and they don't share with anyone. They're like the they're like the playground playground bully that just doesn't let anyone play with any of the toys. Um, stage ten, Viviani for the sprint win. Sagan Sagan second again. Again, Viviani with um, I think two stages. Quick, quick step. Yes. I believe this is Quick Step's 60th win of the year. I believe Definitely I saw possible. that. I, I saw that uh, a couple days ago, so or yesterday maybe. So um, I know they've won 60, whether it's between this race and the other race that's going on right now. I, I, because Alf right. Philippe, with them as well, right? Right. So either that stage or the Alf Philippe stage from yesterday were in the Tour of Britain were win number 60. Right. Um, stage 11, DeMarco from BMC wins a lot of breakaway wins here in this race. Well, that's what, and, and to Ben King's credit, he know he hasn't stopped trying, Right. but this is because team sky doesn't have a strong team here. And there isn't a team stupid enough to actually just pull the brakes back. We're seeing a lot more proper racing is what I would call it, but we're seeing you know, guys that, that maybe can't win a GC ever or are some of their country's best riders actually winning stages, which to me is a lot more exciting than yes. than watching Team Sky just drill everyone down and everyone on the team makes more than the team leader from another team. Right. Um, and, 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 and we've talked about this quite a bit when we talk about the way professional racing is changing back to more of the style in the, I guess. Well, it's cleaner, and there, there's right. fewer, there's fewer doped athletes. So, but so it's but, more about the differential between the top guy and the fiftieth guy and the hundred fiftieth guy is changing. But not only that, but the way the races are being, mm-hmm. are, 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 you know, where last year you'd say, hey, no one's surviving the breakaway. No one right. ever survives the breakaway in the Tour de France. This year we saw maybe two or three. Now. I'm looking Which at is a start. Yeah, it's I'm looking at a start. I'm looking at nine stages of coverage here, and at least four or five of them, the breakaway survived. You know that's it, that's great because it makes it better, yes. more enjoyable. Yes, because they are holding and, off the groups. Well, well, the groups the groups are realizing that it's not smart to bring them back. Right. It's good. It's good to share the notoriety. Right. If, it's good for the sport. No- if you're the number one team in in the world and you're still going to be the number one team, whether you drop out of the race or not, what's it matter if Dimension Data as the 18th place team wins the stage? And there's just something 
so anti-Barman against it. Yeah. It's just it I just hate it. I hate I hate the fact that they hire the best riders to chase down the third best riders and then act like everything's good with the sport. Right. Um, and, and wonder why and wonder why people want to change things up. Right. On um Stage 12, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Is it Alexander Gagne? Uh, I can't, I didn't even hear it today on TV. I had the sound off when I was watching. Again, he, he won from the break from AG2R. So yes. fr- French AG2R uh, rider yes. wins. Again, another breakaway win. Um, so we've got, what, nine stages left? Yeah, this, um, this weekend is all climbing, so... Is Yates still in red? Yes. Can oh, we expect no, Yates? No, I'm sorry. Uh, one of the Cafes riders took it over because he was in oh, the geez. race today. Wow. Um, and Movie Star is upset because because uh, Michelin Scott didn't do the jersey the respect they th- felt like they deserved. Tour of Britain. I just want to want to uh, touch briefly. We've got three stages, correct? Uh, I think we're up to five now. Okay. I think Alaphilippe won another one, and um, and the, uh, Greipel won another one also. Greipel wins stage one over any outsprints. Ewan, Caleb, yes. Ewan? Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Ewan. Yeah, the guy that's re- the guy that's replacing him at Lotto. Yeah. Um, how much more will he be paying him than he <laughs> next? Did he say that? No, that's oh. that's a that's a barmanism. That would be great. <laughs> that would have been something else. Um, stage two, Cameron Meyer wins, um, stage three, as we said, Al Philippe wins, um, uh, Greipel in four, Al Philippe in five. May I just say that field goals don't win football games. Uh, and then you've got here, geography just doesn't allow for much time gap. Is that cause they're. Well, they're in Britain the, and there just isn't. Pretty flat. Isn't, yeah. Which is good because it, it makes the racing different, different right. than the Tour de France. And so it's a great. It's different to watch, and it's the anxiety is different. You want to talk about USA Crits? Do you want me to? Yeah, I do. Well, it's in there. Well, I didn't watch it. You did. You, you never watched the USA Crit this year? You no. You watch Twilight or anything? You, you got to let me know when these things are on. Well, USA Crits is the um, um, uh, includes... Like the Athens Twilight Race, okay, gotcha, and, and some of the criteriums that I've done throughout my career, and they're loosely connected and live streamed. And the USA Crits actually finished up in St. Louis at the Gateway Cup that happens over Labor Day, which is the same, which is the same weekend that we do our last track race of the season. I think John, I think uh, I saw Croom, Croom was there. Yeah, yeah, John was there, and um, but it was an interesting new format. It really rewarded. People who showed up every to every race and placed well. So I just wanted to mention it out here on the podcast uh, for folks. They'll be replaying the races all throughout the off season, um, helping people kind of see what some of the criterion racing is, and probably when the weather's bad and you want to, you know, you ride your bike on the trainer. Probably something you could probably turn on and watch and and just see what's going and just remember what it was like to ride in July in August and September ish kind of thing. Um, how was the weekend at Dick Lane Velodrome? Unfortunately, I couldn't be there. I was at a family wedding down in Orlando. Uh, how, well, did, uh, how did it end up? 
It, well, it went well. You know, uh, Nick Ostrike won the overall, uh, won the sprint tournament on Friday night, and then actually won the uh, the what we call the Velodrome Cup. Well which done. Is a really, it's a really awkward race. It's a, got a lot of different races in it, and some of them have qualifiers to it, and some of them are some of the races are paid out individually, and some of the races are part of the Omnium. And um, overall, the racing was fantastic. It was a lot of fun to officiate. Um, uh, the cool part of the weekend, we didn't have really any instances, any crashes or anything like that. So that that part was definitely good. Um, uh, the racing was fantastic. We did the Collegiate Cup again uh, on Monday. Uh, we had uh, 14 Collegiate men and I think six Collegiate women. So it was uh, overall, it was a great weekend of racing. Uh, we didn't have anyone do a record attempt this year. Uh, on the hour or that um, Brick Dangerblade was allowed uh, is allowed to go after the pursuit attempt because he did verbally he did verbally uh, ask to do a record attempt he didn't email um, so that'll be at, at another time so it was all in all it was a good weekend of racing um, it was nice having the Castleberry boys were running concessions again and and uh, having some of the folks out that I haven't seen in a long time so um, and we got spin the district coming up. Yeah. September 21st, 22nd and 23rd. I got to tell you, those jerseys look tight. Those are things, those things are badass. Nice. I got you one. Oh, sweet. Yes. They look fantastic. So, well, cool. whoever designed those, well, well done. Those look great. Well, our, well Wayne, Wayne Whitesides did those. Wayne, then, great uh, job, man. Those look yeah. super sharp. I love the colors. Yeah. And you know, um, and you know, they get a whole lot more advertising with you and I than they do uh, Daryl and um, and uh, Howard. So, uh, so they should, <laughs> they should they should pay they should pay us they should definitely pay us double. Uh, yeah, when they hey man, Howard I'll, and I'll wear them every. You know, I've been wearing that Reality Bikes jersey I yes. have every other yes, ride I go out. Just you know, I gotta do my part to help Todd out and you. And Franklin and the and the whole crew over there. Well, you do a good job. You do a good job of uh, supporting your local bike shop. So, um, all right. Any other cycling stuff we need to cover? I think that covers the cycling stuff. I know we've got uh, a couple questions for Ask Barman and Bevo. Anything you know? Uh, so we'll get to those in a little while. All right, on to uh, soccer and Atlanta United. We've got a bunch of stuff to cover here. Um, Sunday night, Atlanta United played. I'm assuming you watched this because you wrote the notes on it. Well, I was trying to get us caught up for Tuesday night. Yep. But some someone was in the restroom like every other every then. every ten minutes. <laughs> Ouch! Why do you even leave? Because I didn't want to Facetime you from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, your notes match exactly how I felt after this game. Um, I, I knew I thought they would, so um, I, felt, I, I felt like I could handle. I felt like I could handle the notes. I was very frustrated with how this this game kind of went down, and thank God I didn't um, pick it for bet with Bevo. Woo! Thank God, because it was I was looking at Whoa. it, and you could feel this. You felt DC United is on the way up. They're playing good soccer. They're they're going to be ready for the playoffs. They're obviously going to make the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be like last year, a team no one wants to play. Atlanta United was that way last year, and it, it's going to be. It, they're they're a good team. 
I mean, they, they didn't start out as a good team, but they are a good team. With Wayne Rooney, they are a very good team. Because he factored in on all three goals. Yeah, but I, you know, I think he it's just more, made I, plays. He just yeah, had to make plays, and that's he what made, he did. He just made a couple of plays, but it, I mean, I've never seen the left side, the left side of that Atlanta United defense so porous, and they just couldn't, they just couldn't hold it up. I mean, it was there the entire game. Wayne Rooney only used it when he needed it. A team, okay, so it's been bad for the last couple of games. Remember I was talking about guys being wide open against Columbus and Orlando? It's yeah. just that those teams aren't playing as well as Washington right now. Right. So, or D, I'm seeing well, they, they DC United. They knew they, they knew they had it whenever they needed it, and they didn't expose it as often as they should have. They could have won like 7, it's, seven, seven it, two. It's bad when your first sub is taking out Parkhurst and he's your solid guy on the defense. <laughs> That's, you know it's a bad night when that happens. So yeah, it was. It, it, I mean, that defense really needs uh, the Atlanta United defense. Really needs the. They've got they've got some issues. They may need to go back to a four man set. Yeah, because they've been playing that three five, one or whatever it is three five. Well, two. that's what gets Martinez open all the time. Is right, that, is the way they run that. Now that Martinez has the record, it might be time to play a little bit more traditional. Yeah, just get of, just of get points at this point. Lock up that number one or number two spot if you can. Right. You know, and and get that bye week in the first round of the playoffs. But you know, and I always worry about this. Like teams of the land United that get out hot. I mean, who cares if we right. don't win a championship? What's it matter? Exactly. So you really just need to go back to your base offense until people stop your base offense, and then something come up with something a little bit more creative. Um, and that, and I think, I think if you listen to some of my comments about Martinez earlier and my unimpressiveness of his, and I'm not saying that he's a poor player or anything, but I just felt like they were going to it too often, going to the well too often, and not, and not, and not coming up with a more balanced game. And then I think I, I texted you. I can't remember. It was the Columbus of the Orlando game because we were trading texts during the game. I think you, you might have been at work and I was watching. I'm like they're just going. They're they're leaning on him too much. They're passing to the the offense is focused around him, and they need to to worry about scoring from somewhere else. Well, I was hoping that once he got the record, that they would, would back cool off. off. And, and oh, they, they but run, they did. They might run it too. Well, <laughs> <laughs> cooling off is not having your defense just fold in in front of Guzan. But it, it's games like that. You, you know, they they need a game like that right now. They hadn't lost in four or five. I mean, they're they're winning four out of every five. You know, are they well, winning? Not, they're not they're the winning. Way, not, the, not the way they were playing on on Sunday. Night. No, but but they are. I mean, they they're 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 winning three, tying one, and win and losing one. I mean that that's enough. That's good enough. I mean, just at this point, let's get the team back to the focus that they were in maybe like a month ago or two months ago, and get them playing the right style of ball and getting the guys like Barco had a terrible game. He was awful. Well, I, I when your coach leaves you out for a month. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of. There's something more to that story. I know, but I worry about the the emotional con. They don't seem like a championship team right now. They could win a championship. They're physically capable of, but they don't feel like the New England Patriots where they know they're going to steamroll everybody because they can. Right. And they're not prepared better than everyone. Right. Physically better than everyone. They're not. 
you know, and yeah, you do win a Super Bowl every now and then when someone holds a football on top of their head and makes a catch that they can never make in their another time in their entire life. And you do win some, lose some Super Bowls that way, but they don't feel like that kind of team right now. Um, I would agree. I, I would just, they've been kind of skating by and they finally caught up with them. Hopefully yes. this bye week gets them refocused. I know they've got a trip or two out to the West Coast coming. Um, oh, no, their schedule doesn't look as bad as... Um, no, as, they're playing weak teams, which is good, but they got to travel across the country. And I just don't know if they're going back and forth. They, they, still have three, they still have three home games out of seven. No. No, when I looked at it today, it was three. I'm pretty sure they have one home game left. No. Maybe two at the most. No, I saw when I saw it, it was three. As long as they don't change, I I had to look at the they call it a, a figure or something or um table. I get confused. A table. No, the the future schedule. You know, is this is where their app stinks. There's no. There's when no schedule. I went, ES, I went to the ESPN app. That was probably smarter. Schedule. There it is. They play. Oh, they do. They must have moved some of these games around. They do have three home games left. I thought they only had like one or two. Well, I remember you mentioned that, and that makes sense for where they play and and that kind of stuff. Um, and then I saw that they have four away games, I believe, and three and three home games. I'm showing at San Jose next week. Yes. Then three days later at home against Real Salt Lake. A week later in New York. And then at home against New England and the bye week. And then at home against Chicago. Right. And then at Toronto. So, oh, okay. I thought they had less, so, but I was wrong. No worries. Um, Do we bet on that? No. Okay. Tomorrow night, <laughs> USA versus Brazil. A loaded Brazil squad against... You, the United States. <laughs> no. you, you know, honestly, you know what upset me most about the Atlanta United game? What's that? I, because I, because it was Sunday afternoon, and I, and um, you know, a lot of times I have my laptop open and I'm working on cycling stuff and watching the game at the same time. I actually had the pregame show on, and the guy that announces the Atlanta United game that sounds like a girl. I don't know. I I, I always I always thought it was one of the USA women, but it's actually a dude. He's talking about how Mark Bradley still has a place on this team. Oh, I was included and I almost got up and and turned the TV off and I was not going to watch the Atlanta United game because of that. That was that was at halftime. Oh, was that halftime? I believe so, because I watched the same thing. He talked about how Josie Altador Uh, and Michael Bradley still had a spot. I don't if I ever see them in a USA jersey. I'm done. Hold on. I'm walking of all, off. I thought this guy was a chick. Two, I realized he was a dude in a really small suit. And three, <laughs> he's, he's a former U.S. I, national player, too. If I ever meet this guy on the street and I understand who he, who he is, I am going to have words with this guy. There's a reason why they got booed when they played at Mercedes-Benz. And no they, one, deserved, they deserved every moment of that booing, and they know it. All they had to do was win two... One of the two games in Trinidad or Panama, and they didn't get it done. And you know what? There's no shame in not getting it done. They represented our country. 
they 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 did they did their best, and I do do wholly believe they get did it best did their best. They did not get it done, and you don't deserve another chance to not get it done. You need to find new people who might not get it done, but could get it done. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm a hundred percent. Like I said, if I see either one of them in a in a match that means something for the U.S. soccer team, they they know, there's no reason to develop them. We know absolutely. We we, we know we, we know what we got we there. Exactly. Dog shit. <laughs> That's what they are. Dog. We shit. knew who they were. Stay in Toronto. <laughs> Don't come home. That's fine. You know, if he want, it, and I love Josie. I love Josie. Michael I don't. Bradley, he I, sucks. Michael Bradley, I have a different relationship with. You know, but Michael Bradley was really good for about two or three years, and then he stopped playing. I don't know what happened. I really don't. You know, maybe there's something about your dad coaching the team. Off no, but on. he was he was better when his dad left. Wouldn't you be better if yeah, if, if that Joe pressure's was, taken away? But it was for a two or three year period. Under Klinsman, and then towards the end of the Klinsman era, that's when he started sucking wind. But when he's when he's on the field and he doesn't seem like he wants to be there, nope. Then remove yourself, retire, do that's, what you need to do. That's what what's his name? That's what Donovan did. He didn't want yes. to play anymore, so he retired. Now so he's he playing. Now he wants to play again. He's down in Mexico playing and having a great time. You know what? I'd have a good time playing in Mexico too. Hell yeah! Lots of tequila, baby. <laughs> Tacos and tequilas. The, the Dos Equis special? Oh, they don't drink Dos Equis in Mexico. What are you talking uh, I sh- about? I, I shot a uh, Jose Lopez and they... Jose Lopez. Do you mean Pepe Lopez or Jose Lopez? Yes, that was it. Pepe Lopez was the, the, whole, bar, the whole well tequila that we used hold, to get for $4.75. You I have a lot Oh, you're downstairs tonight. You're not even upstairs. Right. I think I've got a bottle. I think. No, I've got El Toro. Oh, just as bad. Just as bad. <laughs> El Toro. <laughs> That's leftover from my general wholesale days. Yes. That was your well. That was your well tequila. Yes, it was. Um. All right. Tomorrow night, USA versus Brazil. Neymar and the boys are in town to whoop up on the United States. <laughs> hey, I hope, I hope the kids play well, you know. I do and, too. And I don't care if they lose 3 nothing if they play well. I don't care if they win five if they lose 5 nothing and they play well. I agree. I just want to, I want to see a cohesive team actually try to defend are they playing here? They are playing here, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're playing in New England or something. Either New York or Washington or I don't know I where but another they're further up than that, but you know, as long as they play hard and they defend their territory, hats off to the kids. Um, no Pulisic. I know I saw Julian Green. I saw... Um, Who's that? What's that? Bobby, maybe Bobby, Bobby, Wood. Bobby Wood. Yeah. Um, and there was a, a... I always forget his name. The kid that plays right defense slash right midfield. The short uh, black guy. That's really good. Oh, and... Also, we're getting Jayassi Zardis back in there, which I I love. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's going to be the keeper? Uh, the dude from Columbus, Steph- Stephen. Uh, oh, uh, Zach cool. Stephen. Dude, that guy is long. He's good. The he future. Is long. The future. He is long. I was hoping we might get uh, Brad Gazan in there as the backup, but that didn't happen. <laughs> well, that's good for us, right? Yes, it who, is. Who is it the is. Atlanta United backup keeper right now? 
Uh, con. 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 I, be- I believe it's actually. I believe it's actually can, but. Uh, I saw. I, I did the same thing when I first saw his name. I was like, "Con." Jess sent me a picture earlier. Uh, Martinez is down in Miami. Venezuela is playing Colombia tomorrow night. I think that so could be a good match. So he's playing, or he's at at the Clevelander like the. <laughs> he's at the, with the Jersey Shore kids. <laughs> hey, have you ever been to the Clevelander? You've never been. I've to only been to Miami once, and I was there for like six hours. Oh, I didn't realize you haven't been to the Clevelander. No. It's like the old Dos Copas. Oh, from, nice. uh, It's like the Miami version of Dos Copas. Nice. <laughs> um, all right. We got the Falcons game on live right now. You wanted to know my pick for Eagles-Falcons. I'll tell you that. this. Well, I, was just, I was just asking. This game's for the birds. Woo! <laughs> I got Falcons. I think Fal- yeah, Falcons, I think right now, Philadelphia can't move the ball, so. Um, well, Foles looked awful in in the preseason, and in I mean it's hard to defend. I mean, I, 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 it's the, hard to defend your title. And I, so, I told you I felt like the Falcons were a thirteen and three team. Um, I, I, I know you I don't actually, agree with me. Well, I think they could play better and actually end up nine and seven and out of the playoffs than they did last year. Right, and that's just that just happens. Right. Um, I mean that's that's why. Why do you it, play the it's game? It's so hard. It's so why yeah. do you play the game? We'll get to Herm in a little while, okay? We'll get to Herm. I put him in there just for you. <laughs> um, When's the shit show start? <laughs> uh, I, I like the. I think you know. I'm not a Falcons fan, but I like them. I think they they've got all the makings of a really really good team uh, if they stay healthy, obviously. Well, you know, I liked Mike Smith, and I still like Mike Smith, and I like Dan Quinn. Yeah. And I think they're I think they're both quality men coaching football teams. There's no reason not to support him. So we talked about Khalil Mack a couple weeks ago. I had the right division, I had the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the Chicago Bears for two first round picks. Does Chucky mm. know what he's doing? You're you've got to be a huge Chucky fan. No, I think I think Chuck I think I actually think that, you know, Chucky and Chucky actually acknowledges this. That was Dungy's championship that he won with that team. And he acknowledged that fact that that was really Dungy's team that he won it with. And do I think they would have done it without, without Gruden? No, you know, he happened to bring, and then he was the right guy at the right time. Yes. And what are the odds that they're going to play the team that you used to coach two years ago? And so, I mean, it just worked out, and that's that's the way life is. And I, I honestly never thought I would watch a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl victory, and I did. And so... Well, we know yeah, you've never seen a Lions Super Bowl victory, and that's your team. They have many NFL championships, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't see any of them. No. <laughs> or did you? No, I'm not that old. <laughs> nice. Um... I don't think this was a Chucky thing. I think this is uh, what's his name. The yeah, no, you know, I think I think with Gruden being in the booth and understanding the analytics of actually that happens with football is is if they're the twenty fifth ranked defense with this guy last year, the, 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 what's the difference? What's the difference? Right, and you know, and going back to the Buccaneers, you know, 
yeah, Warren Sapp was on the on the decline. It wasn't until you brought Simeon Rice or you with defensive line you had to have a good five or six guys. Not, not one. one. Not one because they'll trip like Von Miller found out and like like you know, and they didn't have the resources to get, you know, three or four guys. So I really think this is probably a pretty good play for the Raiders. Are Long term, definitely, because they're getting two first round picks out of it. Well, who are they gonna pick with the first round? And, and I guess it depends know, on how good the Bears are, right? There's some of that, and there's some of just you know the the, the Raiders honestly haven't picked all that well over the years. And, and well, they took Khalil Mack. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean Reggie McKenzie isn't foolproof. Right. Well, no GM is. I mean, I mean they're just Amari Cooper. But I mean, you really got to think more Belichick style, where trade down, trade down, more picks, more picks. Because honestly, more picks. What it does is it it's covering your ass. Yeah, it's like I only have to have, if I get twice the number of picks and half, half of them are good. I look like a genius. Well, that that's and, also dependent on your scouting department being able to find decent guys that fit the yeah, mold. There, there's nobody, nobody ever baseball, football, hockey, anywhere has ever shot over fifty percent. No, no, I mean, no, the, the the average success story of a first-round draft pick yes. is something like 25%. That yes. they play in the league for more than five years. Yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. The, odd, the odds I'm picking correctly are crazy. So that that that's where two first-round picks gives you twice the opportunity to pick correctly. The You know, the only teams I can see, like, having that high – rate like i'm not saying they're 50 percent, but they're close you know like 35 to somewhere between 35 and 50 there's probably like three or four teams and it's it's pittsburgh it's new england it's those guys that are in the the running three out of every four years or four out of every five you know they miss the playoff like once every five years right it's it's green bay yeah it, it, there's like three or four teams. They're always well, in the you, playoff line. Now, honestly, you really have to put the Falcons in there now with with two, three NFC championship visits in the last six years. Yeah, two but coaches. that's the last six years. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's what we're talking about. New England, Green Bay, Pittsburgh. I think Green Bay just missed the playoffs for the first time in 12 years. Pittsburgh has won two Super Bowls in the last... 10 or 15 years. I mean, New England's played for six or seven, whatever they played for. Well, New England, is, New England is like Warren Buffett. It's just yes. the anomaly. Yes. Just, you know, so I'm more, I think the Falcons deserve to be in the I, conversation. I think in five years oh, whoa, whoa, we can whoa, throw whoa. them into that Don't category. Don't cut me off. Don't stop me from speaking. No, I think if, they're not at that level yet, but I think in five years they will be. Hey, Trump Jr., would you just calm down for they a second? They just had their first button. back-to-back winning seasons. You can't even throw them into that thing. Are you going to let me finish my comment? No, because it's idiotic. They're not that good yet, but they're close. It's that simple. I guess I don't get to finish my comment. You don't, because you're wrong. <laughs> I believe it's called Barman and Bebo Podcast, not Bebo Takes Control. And keeps Barman from saying anything. If you were right, I would have let you keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you to embarrass yourself any more than you have to. (laughs) 
I do just fine, thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish, finish your statement. yourself short, Judge. Finish your statement. <laughs> You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't want to hear it? That's fine. Okay, good. We'll move on. Bob Rogers' son just signed a contract extension. Bad joke. Barman. <laughs> Come on, you're laughing. You you know when you first read it, you laughed your ass off. I'm like, who is Bob? And then I'm like, Bob, Bob Roger. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> Come on, dude. That you was good. That was good. Guard. That was good. You did catch me off guard. I'm like, who the hell is Bob? <laughs> you think he's overpaid? No, I don't think he's overpaid. I don't think, oh. anyone, I don't think any, any human being that has another man sign their check is overpaid. I just don't. Do, well, okay, so... I know you personally don't like him, but um, I don't. I don't dislike Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you he's not you a, can't deny he's not a top five quarterback. Right, he's a top five quarterback. Right, I'm not gonna say, hey, he's better than Matt Ryan. He's better than Tom Brady. He's better than Ben Roethlisberger. I would. Take well, I mean, let's let's look at the playoffs. If you, if you get a bye and you go on a four win winning streak, you're a hero. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's all. That, that's all there is to it. Well, no, but he's also won a Super Bowl, and you know. Uh, did you see the Odell Beckham Jr. contract? I don't know what they're thinking. I think they're trying to screw the Falcons. That's what they're thinking. Woo! That contract is going to handcuff the Falcons. Seriously. What, uh, Julio's? Well, because of what Beckham got, it's really, Uh, it's possibly going to hurt the Falcons. Well, no, because they're on the Calvin, Calvin Ridley they have four or five years with. They'll be okay. The oh, problem, sure. The but, problem is going to be actually in the running back department because they're not going to be able to pay those guys. Because Matt Ryan already makes that money and Julio makes that money, they're not going to be able to pay. They're not going to be able to pay Freeman and um, and uh, the other running back the way they need to. But that's what. I, uh, but that's what the NFL's that, turning that, into. That's what that's what it's for because those guys deserve to get paid. They shouldn't have to take pay cuts to stay with a team. You know, you if you only have six years in the league, you deserve to get paid when you're going to get paid. Right. Or the team's just got to be a little bit smarter, but it's hard to do in this this. Well, era. you can't. You can't. Yeah. Well, who I knows agree. what the who knows what the cap's going to go up to? Sure. I mean, with the with the gambling money coming in, I mean, the cap could go up another 15, 20 mil, and that would give them enough room to do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Nike Kaepernick ad. Did you see it? They they actually ran the ad before the I was saw it on the during the pregame. Well, I I, I posted my rebuttal to that on the Barman and Bebo. <laughs> the one with um uh, well, Pat Pat uh Pat it? Tillman. Pat Tillman, I'm sorry. And, and so that comment deserves to be with Pat Tillman. Agreed. And the Kaepernick comment should say, you know, I shouldn't have to sacrifice a lot for taking a knee for what I believe in or something. And that's it. That's could have been written I'm, better. That's what I'm trying to argue with you. Is some 29 year oh, old? No. I don't disagree. Oh, 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 oh! Beep, 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 beep. What's that? Oh, that's the Vendora truck. Back it up. I don't disagree with with the statement. The statement's wrong. The it's just wrong. I and I'm not saying, what, I like the ad. I just don't think the statement's right. I don't. I, and that's my problem. Is, is like the Gatorade commercials. Where they they there was someone's walking away after not following their shot, and it's like any 
junior junior basketball coach or junior hockey coach or or junior coach knows that you need to follow your shot and instead there's some 29 year old and this goes back to the ESPN problem where where you have people talking about sports that weren't physically capable of actually being good at the sport that have tons of time to talk about it that aren't as good as Will Bond and you know they're not, as good, they're not as good they're not actually as good journalists as those guys and all of a sudden they're deciding what 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 we're gonna consume and and it actually brings me back to the old school like the the old school TV where there are only five channels and you know what I'm the programming manager here and I'm gonna decide what people watch and they're gonna see Heidi instead of the instead of the Oakland Raiders and you know what it doesn't work that way any longer because I can fire up my iPad and I can fire up my laptop and I can fire up my other iPad and I can live stream this and I can watch that and I can ask my friends what's going on on the soccer field at my local at my local game. And if people don't and if marketing people don't get their heads out of their asses and realize that they're selling youth athletes short, I'm going to be amazed if they can make any money in the future. Well, we're going to see. So. You're going to you see a I mean? lack of athletes in the pool. Yes. And the product's going to get bad and it's going to become unwatchable and it's going to go away. It's going to go away. Football's, are, 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 I mean, junior football isn't happening anymore. You know, uh, midgets isn't happening anymore. And, and youth, youth, you know, high school is happening at, at, they're not selling out the stadiums in Texas that they used to sell out. And they're not, and they're not doing that because they're wondering whether this is going to be safe or not. And you know what? Sometimes you have to have those discussions and, and be like, is Team Sky really what's best for cycling? Right. Well, here, here's my thing with this Kaepernick thing. It's clearly, what's great about it is it's clearly Nike firing back at the Trump supporters. That's what it's become. The only well, people that are really up in arms about this thing are the Trump supporters. Well, no, it's also the NFL owners. Again, Trump supporters. Not always. You know, and that, and that goes back to Will Bond's thing about plantation owners and well, and 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 and, 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 and it, I mean, you can't put all, all NFL owners in that basket, but but that's what he's trying to say is that, is that is that you know it's uh, you know you and I deal with this, and I'm I'm going to use this analogy. Okay. So you go to line up and you're supposed to have four pens in your pocket. You're supposed to have a $20. You're supposed to have a $20 bank. bank. And you're supposed to be Wine properly key. attired. Wine key. You're supposed to have a proper white shirt on. Your apron's supposed to be clean or whatever. And you know what? How many times someone come in with a grubby apron, $2 that they were left over from lunch, one pen. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to let that person roll because it would be bad for the team, for the team to get rid of him. His initials are Bobby. His initials are Bobby Ritchie. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Joey. <laughs> Joey, who's Joey? Joey from Azio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'd come back from lunch with less money than he <laughs> with less money than he than he had in the morning. <laughs> great guy love him to death but but here's crazy. the other thing hey burning your nikes that's great you're they've already got your money what's the point what's the point of burning your nikes yeah, just don't, don't th throw them out don't wear them that's fine but, but no don't wear them put them in the back of the closet yeah guess what all my, 
all my Oakleys, all the Oakleys that I used to that I used to wear and I used to like are are in their cases and they sit in the back of a closet and and they won't be ever worn again. Um college football. Lots of interesting games last weekend. Um, uh, it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good as Labor Day weekend usually is. Well, I didn't think so. The Notre Dame Michigan game was a bit lopsided. Uh, I don't. I don't. Well, it's the first game of the season. That's going to happen. Well, I don't think Harbaugh is going to be there at the end of the year. He's not going to get fired. If he loses five games again, he is. No, he's not. Harbaugh. There is no one better that they can find to coach Michigan. You're probably right. They're not going to fire him. Hmm. No. If he if he throws back, if okay, so here's a. Hypo- it doesn't matter if they go five and five. What matters is is the team improving. Has he cleaned up the culture that was created by Rich Rich Rodriguez, and then Brady Hope tried to clean tried to clean up by Brady Hope. Because you know what? The cool part about Urban Meyer being busted for being such a creepy individual is the fact, you know what? Some universities are going back and being like, you know what? I'd rather just have great student athletes coached by a great <laughs> Ohio State's never been on that on that page, by the way. What? For the last twenty years they've been creepy coach oh. after creepy coach. Uh, you know, Jim Trussell was Trussell was he was about as if you wear a sweater vest, you got to be pretty solid. He got suspended from college football for two because, years because some cheating. players, some players sold like their charms. There's rules in place. Don't do that. <laughs> I have a hard time with that one. I'm sorry. Do you know what he does now? Doesn't he coach at Youngstown State or something? No, oh, he's no. AD. He's the AD at Youngstown State. Oh, no, he isn't. He's the dean. What is he? <laughs> he's the dean at Youngstown State? Yes. Good for him. Good for him. Um, and Cooper before that wasn't much better. True. But. I mean, they're, 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 their original coach tackled guys on the sideline. Woody Hayes. Hey, don't mess with Woody Hayes. I'm not saying I was going to mess with him. You would have loved, loved playing for Woody Hayes. Him and Buzz Arm, Buzz Aldrin are just. <laughs> oh, How do we get here so fast? Oh, uh, uh, all right. I'm just gonna run through. No, these. but I think I think the University of Michigan is more on. You know what? Let's stop the. Let's you know, not be the next Big Ten school with a scandal. Winning winning games is important, and winning conference championships is is important. But also improving is important. And Jim Harbaugh isn't doing a bad job. He just hasn't found that right combination yet. Yeah. Well, listen. If he goes eight and five, you know, I think I think that's okay because he's going to a bowl game. He's just losing that bowl game, or or maybe he's winning. He's not bowl getting game. fired. He's not getting fired. I, I think if I'm he sorry. puts together three seasons that are eight and five or worse, he's he's done. No, he's not getting fired. If he chooses to stay, he's not getting fired. Do you think he leaves for a, a better job in the pros again, or no? Yes. Okay. That's that's way more likely. Okay, and it's way more likely actually when Michigan's not doing well than it is when Michigan would be doing well. Um, LSU beats Miami. LSU was twenty five. Miami was eight. Uh, what's that matter? It's Mark Rick. Virginia Tech beats Florida State. What's that at, matter? At, at Florida State? 
Uh, Virginia Tech practices like eight times, eight times more than Florida State. Old Virginia Tech was back. They blocked a punt. Oh, did they? <laughs> yes, they did. Beamer ball. <laughs> Beamer was at the game too. <laughs> was he? Uh, here, here's my favorite story of the weekend. Penn State oh. squeaks out App State in overtime. App State almost wins that game. Scores three touchdowns in seven minutes, something like that. The differential between the best football programs in the country and the and the and the worst in Division One is so small now. It's very similar to the NFL now. Where App, App State's not in Division One. Mm, I thought they moved up. They're FCS. Georgia Southern. They might have moved up. Okay. So no. I mean the. Those when those App State kids go to practice the first day of summer, they know exactly what they're getting into, and that's exactly why the coach should schedule those games. And that's why I love Miami, Florida State on Labor Day Monday, and I love Notre Dame, Michigan on La- on Labor Day weekend. And because when you get into practice, you're telling the kids, you get opportunity to say to the kids, "Is we're not prepared, we're going to embarrass ourselves on that field, and you need to pay attention, and you need to study, and you need to get your you need to get your work in, you need to get your footwork in, you need to get your you need to get your stuff right. And then, you know, I think sometimes the coaches get a little bit overzealous and call too many plays where they'd be better off just let the kids play and call basic plays and just, you know what, you go out there and you win the ball game, kid. Do you remember in 07 when Michigan lost to App State? I do. Remember that was my fantasy team name in the the, the I do. Alzio uh, League? Alzio League. I do. <laughs> um. Maryland beats Texas, but uh, Maryland, I think, was unranked. Um, but they also had a... They had a student athlete pass away. Yeah, in spring practice earlier. or summer practice. You want and, to talk about someone on the hot seat? That Texas coach isn't half as good as Charlie Strong, and he knows he's in trouble. You look at him on that sideline, and he is over, he is underprepared and overwhelmed. All right, you have here uh, Nick Saban is a douche. Why? He's just a douche. Why? Why is he a douche? What did, what did he do? He can't even answer proper questions from the media. The guy doesn't about, like getting interviewed. <laughs> what is your job as an Alabama coach? To coach the team. Paid, why does he get paid $10 million to, to, to win games, to win why championships. Can he answer a couple of questions. He's got better things to do. He's got to hit the weight room. Review some tape, dude. Get prepped for Austin P this week. Are you are, are are you are you saying he's not a douche? I'm saying that there's coaches out there that are better at that than than he is. They're more douches <laughs> that are better at giving press conferences. All right, who besides Meyer. is so who's the, that's that's the question is Meyer the, is Urban Meyer or Nick Saban the bigger douche Meyer. Who has more championships? Nick Saban. By a lot. A lot. Nick Saban has one at Louisiana State, at least one at Louisiana State. He might have two. And he's no, got he only has one. He's got four at Alabama? Three. I think he's got four. It's possible. Urban Meyer's got one at Florida and one at Ohio State. Or does he have two at Florida? He's one of only he's one of only three or four coaches that have ever won at two schools. Urban Meyer. Sure. Nick Saban's the other. One of them. <laughs> and, then, and then the other ones are... Bear Bryant, maybe? Yeah. Well, at a and and Alabama? Possibly. And then one other, maybe. 
It's a very small. It's a very small club. Was it the dude from Miami? Might have been an army guy from like the forties or fifties. Yeah, um, that might have moved to another school. I, I think Meyer is. I mean, you I you don't believe Meyer is going to be coaching in two years? No, because of health reasons. Yeah, well, he's going to make an excuse. Where's he's Lane Kiffin awful. on this conversation? Well, didn't they lose? Didn't they lose their first? They game got to, they got shellacked, dude. <laughs> but as far as douches go. I mean, Lane Kiffin pulled a Bobby Petrino at Tennessee and <laughs> snuck in the door at USC and then got left on the tarmac at USC. With his wife arguing about him keeping his job. Yep. And then he, he burned his bridge leaving Alabama. He got fired he two two weeks before the national championship. He didn't get fired. He took another job. Yeah, and he was supposed to coach the national championship game and said, you can leave now. Yes. <laughs> Well, we've uh, been in jobs where people have said, hey, why don't you go ahead and take off now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did Arizona State play this week? Uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. UTSA. Yes, that is correct. And how much did they win by? 43 Three. points. 42. Oh, I'm sorry. I was off by one. My bad. I'm just, I just pulled the score up. 49 oh, to 7. Because you thought I was wrong? No, I just pulled it up while you were trying to remember. Because I didn't remember who they played. Um, Herm Edwards, what did we say? Three and nine? You said three and nine. I said Herm's going to do fine. Sixth. I, I'll adjust. You'll adjust? Two and ten. Oh. <laughs> really? He's, he clearly came out to play to win the game. So good for him. Good for him. Good for him. When uh, the shit throws, when the shit show start. Ten thirty, Mike. Ten thirty. Oh, is that what I texted you on Saturday? Yes. <laughs> Time does the shit show start? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, bet with Bevo. Last week we got a push. New York Red Bulls win one nothing. The spread was one. No one lost money on that bet. Bevo goes to 8-0-3 on the year. This weekend, bet with Bevo. Barcelona. La Liga. Minus oh, you're one. Not to, you're not going to the college football realm? Oh, 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 we've got multiple picks this week. Woo! We've got multiple picks. Your soccer pick, should you choose to take it where Bevo's hot. Barcelona minus one on Saturday morning. Minus 110 versus Real Sociedad. Uh, game's on 10-15. What is Real Sociedad? I, I have no idea. They're <laughs> one of the lower-seeded teams in, in La Liga. Barcelona's only favored by one, and they're outscoring opponents close to 3-1 to one in their first three games. So that's the Italian, that's the Spanish League. That's the Spanish League, La Liga. Love All it. right, if you want to play... A college game. Typically, Alabama, when they're favored by double digits at home, bet the under. They they they're like eight out of eight out of nine or nine out of ten. They covered the they covered the under the over under last week in a double digit home favorite. I think they're favored by twenty seven this week, 
Uh, and the over-under, 66.5. Take the under. Minus 120. 12 pays 10. So you think there's going to be less than 66 points scored in that game? I will put money, if you want to take it, that Alabama doesn't score more than 50. What if the other team scores 30? They're not going <laughs> to. Arkansas State? Are you... Uh, you never know. <laughs> Arkansas State's not getting more than Bel- Bel- Belima might be the AD there now. <laughs> He's not there. <laughs> He's at an all-you-can-eat buffet and somewhere in the middle of Louisiana. <laughs> um, uh, I talked to Drew. I talked to Drew. Uh, he didn't have a pick yet for a lot for this weekend, so I'm not. I'm not gonna. There's no Drew. I put pick. money where Drew does. Drew, Drew tells me to bet. I'm betting. All right, so he's like when Joe gets hot at the crab at the craps table. Just, <laughs> hey, here's forty dollars. Just play me, and then I'll decide when I want to take my money back out. Um. All right, so I've got another parlay. So I've been I listen to this guy on another podcast. His name's R.J. Bell. He does a he picks a parlay every week during uh it's professional professional games. At the beginning of the year, I want to say he went like eleven out of twelve the first five or six weeks. Um, wow. He ended up finishing about 57% on the year. Um, he's got the Bears as an underdog at seven and a half points against the Packers Sunday night. I like this pick. I think it's going to be, I think Chicago's much improved. I know I said like six and 10. They're saying Green, Green Bay is favored by seven and a half points over Chicago? At home. At home? Yeah. What, what kind of defense is Dom Capers drawn up? So Dom Capers, I don't know. He's with your Lions, so I have no idea what he's got drawn up for, for the Packers this week. He's... Every week, turning, every, week turning, every week, every week, right? Turning, I think you're turning red. It's because it's funny. It's funny every time you bring it in. It's like me saying, "If you need a birthday shout out, send one to Barman on LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn and say happy birthday to Barman." Hey, I picked up some new LinkedIn friends this week. I'm super happy. <laughs> they're not friends. They're contacts. <laughs> oh, sorry, sir. Um, he they're says take Chicago plus seven and a half. He also has uh, Bengals plus three underdog against the Colts. With I don't see Chicago losing by more than three or four, four I, points. I, I, so I honestly would bet Chicago straight up and take the and take the extra money. I, I think. Um, I look at it, the more and more I look at it, I think Chicago's probably the second best team in that division now. With Green uh, Bay, when, Green and Bay Minnesota. third. Minnesota's going to run away with it. No. Unless not. they get hurt. Dude, they're going to underperform. Never underestimate an overpaid quarterback. <laughs> but if you were to take these two games, you don't have to. This guy was did pretty good last year. Bears plus seven and a half. Bengals plus three on Sunday. Um, I, I can't believe you're not betting the Browns. I didn't. It's okay. So let's talk about the Browns real quick. They've got Pittsburgh. I didn't look at the, the line. We haven't done anything really quick all night, so I don't know where we're going to start now. This, is gonna, this should take 30 seconds. I, <laughs> I have a feeling I know, I, I'm going to predict the future for everyone. The Browns potentially lose on Sunday to the Steelers. And everybody's oh going to be There's all, no way they over, get nine wins. all over Barman and Bevo. Oh, the Browns lost. There's no way they're making the playoffs. Well, guess what? It's week one, motherfuckers. <laughs> this is a marathon, not a sprint. Hey, Violet's going to listen to these episodes at a later date, so you better be careful you, about your language. Have you heard my father talk? <laughs> and you're worried about me? 
<laughs> You're worried about me? I'm just putting it out there, sir. Wait till hockey season starts. She's going to hear everything come out of my mouth. Uh, Browns, Browns potentially lose this week, but don't worry. Did you get your Eric Lindros throwback jersey yet for Violet? <laughs> no. Eric Lindros. <laughs> Captain Concussion. <laughs> he wants. He now wants to take hitting out of the game. Chandelier. Yeah. What was that, Chris? Uh, Chris Chandelier played quarterback for the Falcons for uh, Falcons. <laughs> what was his last name? Uh, Chris. Um, Chandler. Uh, uh, Chandler. Yeah. C H A N D L E R. Yep. So I don't think the Browns win I think this his weekend. Coach actually called him Chandelier. Also, yes, I don't think in a press conference. <laughs> and it might have been it might have been Glanville. I think it was Glanville. <laughs> um, all right, so Browns potentially lose this weekend. Don't worry, they're still going to the playoffs. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. All right. Honestly, I think Pittsburgh's in way more disarray than the Browns right now. Could be. There is no way Ben Roethlisberger's played 16 games this year. When has he last played 16 games? Uh, he, there is no way he plays 16 games. All right, ask Barman and Bevo. We got – we'll go with John Kroon because his was easiest. Woo! I did see his. We'll start with his. Um, who are you rooting for in Spin the District? I know he's, he's coming to town, right? He's coming to town. He's coming I saw early. his post earlier today. Yeah, we got a little uh, uh, TV interview for him on Wednesday and that in the morning. Um, oh, so, um, where? Down to the velodrome. Oh no! What what channel? Mm, Phil something or other. What? Phil Phil Myjack. What what channel? Is it like news? I don't. Yeah, it's like news. Like he wants to learn how to channel, ride. Track. Ch- channel two, channel five. I don't know. Forty six. I didn't know that. I didn't know there were numbers. <laughs> ABC, CBS, and was he on PBS? What do you, what do you, I don't know. Jim Lehrer Report. Is he on Fox News? Fair and balanced? <laughs> what Go, Croom. What was Croom's question? Who are you rooting for? for? Who are you pulling for and spin the district? Who? John Croom, of course. Why would you bet on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't bet anything. Um, it's, a, it's a long weekend. Who, who's three days, right? Well, there's a track race on Friday, and yep. all of them are individual races. Um, they all have individual prize lists and all, and and that. And so, so it's a Friday night track race, and then uh, Saturday we're at Hapeville Courts that we run. Um, uh, we run at a different time of the year, and then the local motion art festival is going on at the same time. And then Sunday we start a little bit later, but we do College Park. So, okay. It's be a good time. Uh, bands and DJs and beer, food trucks. and Is Nick Luther coming? Because if he's coming, that's who I'm taking. Woo! He's our boy. I'm, John's uh, our boy, too. John, John's Nick, been Nick on the show. Luther, Nick Luther post, posted up early on the Hateville Criterium, not knowing there were a couple of guys up the road. So we'll see if we can get new, Nick Luther down. He, I think he's holding out for more money. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, or, how about this? Either, Nick. Either that or Nick, Nick wants me to vacuum more often. Um, but I, you know, I'll Barman, we the, all want you to vacuum more often. I'll, I'll I'll plug the vacuum in and I'll leave it right there. He's welcome to vacuum wherever he needs to. <laughs> um, 
Well, we if Nick, if you come down, we'll we'll do a special episode with you. How about well, you that? Know who, you know who's dying to do an episode? Who's that? So Saturday, Chad's been drawing this huge chalk outline. Brick Dangerblade's been drawing this huge chalk outline that says Team Wild Boys only in it. And during the U Cycling League races, they were rolling by. I was like, I was like. I was like, hey, look, look, the uh, future Wild Boys team members are in there. And they're like, hey, yeah. The Krabby Boys were like, yeah, we Wild Boys. We're going to be on the podcast. (laughs) 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 As they're they're rolling rolling by the the Wild Boys team circle. That's awesome. Yes. Um, Speaking of Nick Luther, let me see if I can find his question real quick. I think he wanted proof of my cowboy hats and boots. And? Uh, couldn't find anything. Yet. 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 He, he, did have, he did have a question as well. Another one? Yeah. He said, uh, we heard about Barman with a cowboy hat and boots. Where's the evidence? Should college, college athletes get paid, allowed to get endorsements? Allowed to get endorsements? No. Get paid. Um, it's tricky because it screws with the amateur status, right? Well, I think they should be reimbursed per game that they play or are suited up for the team, maybe. And whether that's a couple hundred dollars or not, you know, it, it, you know, if there's, I mean, how many how many college athletes get suited up for game day? Sixty five or sixty nine on a it? football team, sure. Yeah, but I think all those players should be paid equally. Yes. And I think they should be so so they should be paid by the fact that they're wearing their school's uniform for that game for that day. And then they should get a stipend. It's more of a stipend. You know, they're representing their school. It generates this much revenue and they get they get Y stipend for per game. And that's on top of the scholarship and room and board that they already get. Well, you know how I feel about this. Really, the NFL should have their own development league like soccer does. And college athletes should be representing their school and wanting to participate as good student athletes like Nick Luther and I fight so hard for in the cycling world is, is, you know, student athletes shouldn't be coming back on campus Sunday night at 1 1 a.m. after driving eight hours from a bicycle race. They should be on campus at 8 p.m. They should be doing collegiate things, whether it's studying or, you know what, if you want to study while you're driving and then you have more free time on Sunday night, that's your, that's where you learn those life skills. And so, and so to me, college football should be no different than that. And it, and you choose to represent your school and you're offered a scholarship and yes, maybe you could get a stipend, but as far as someone being able to say, Hey, I'm on Georgia tech and I deserve $15,000 per game that I wear your shoes. Nope. That doesn't fly with me. No, no, that doesn't fly with me. I agree. Um, I, I think I, there's no way around like one player's worth more than another in college. They, if there's going to get absolutely not, if there's going to be a payment, they all and and this goes across sport too. So yes. whether you play football, whether you play basketball, whether you play soccer, whether you play you're a swimmer, a diver, a track, your favorite synchronized swimming or a, uh, a figure ping, skating, ping pong, whatever it is, wrestling. It I agree. They they you know they should get 
whatever the the rate is, whether it's a hundred dollars a week or yep. whether it's five hundred dollars a week. It should be among all the sports that are at that university. So yeah. a college softball player should get the same amount as a college football player, and a college baseball player should get the same amount as a college swimmer. And well, and that and that goes for sexes as well. Yes, exactly. So women's sports should get paid the same as men's sports. All student athletes should get the same amount. Yep. And if that means they have to divide it out a little bit differently, they just divide it out a little bit differently. Well, no, the, 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 then it's got to be the other. The other key thing is it's got to be the same at every school. Yes. You can't go to Alabama and make a hundred dollars well, more per week than if you went to. Ex- that's the whole reason the NCAA exists. Exactly. What is it trying to keep this even? Yeah. And fair. And, but the, but it's not. It, well, well, no, it's NCAA is not going to exist in two years. I think five, but I agree with you. It's just like the NFL is not going to exist in ten years. Well, the NFL will because there's gambling now. Not when somebody dies on the field. Dude, you'll have no one's gonna die on the field. Someone's gonna you're die. Not, on the field. Dude, you're not even allowed to. You're not even allowed to use your head to tackle any longer. <laughs> did you see the? It's gone to half. Did you see the score? Six three. Yeah. Yeah. Floppy. Floppy. It's floppy. a barn burner out there. Woo! Woo! All right, so that does it for episode. Oh, 50, whoa, 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 whoa! Fifty-four. You forgot the most important Barman and Bebo podcast uh, question. Ask Barman and Bebo. Which was what? Um, there's no such thing as assless chaps. Either they're pants or they're chaps. When's that from? There's no, there's no, guess who that's from? Got Patton. Yes. Well, it was no. One of his, it was actually a post. He actually, actually he's wrong. All chaps are assless. <laughs> well, that's what he was trying to say. Right. So, and so if you had, if your ass was covered, you would be in pants. With chaps over them. With it would be his point. What if I'm wearing booty shorts and assless chaps? So you're like saying like volleyball shorts? <laughs> no, I'm I, saying like biker village people now shorts. Now let me let me ask you an honest question. Yes. So when we were working Azio and the volleyball the volleyball uh, thing would be in town. Yes. And all those parents would come in and their daughters were wearing how small were those shorts? Too small. Way they too were, small. Way too small. You don't go out to dinner in those. No. There, no one no one in cycling goes out in their skin suit and goes to dinner in their skin suit. Brick Dangerblade but, does, but nobody else. No, 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 no. Brick Brick does not go anywhere in his skin suit to eat dinner. So when they would come into when they would come into dinner wearing their volleyball shorts, it was it, it was bad parenting. <laughs> I felt I really felt I, I was I was concerned. Yes, you should be. I wouldn't let my daughter do that. I I must have I apologize. I must have missed that that post somewhere. <laughs> well, I it's hard it it's hard to keep up with Scott's posts because there's so many of them. Well, he has seven Twitter accounts. Three, well, no. Three, three of them are related to Barman and Bebo in some. So we did. Form or we did that episode last Monday night. Yes. I posted the episode. I got up Tuesday morning and I drove to Florida. And by the time I was in Florida, I had like, I could, I was driving, so I couldn't check my Twitter all that much. But it was just like, I see I've got one Twitter notification, but when I open it up, I've got seventeen or twenty. 
20 something Twitter for Twitter notifications. So I'm like, how do I keep up with all this? <laughs> so it's entirely possible that I missed that comment. Well, no, I think I, he didn't post it as a Barman and Bebo con, uh, uh, question. He actually put it on his, he actually put it on his own, um, on his own uh, uh, timeline. And I, I happen to catch it. So the only reason I continuously use that is it's just a funny concept. And I know it, it, it gets Barman <laughs> every time, every time he loves it. I find it. I find it humorous that anyone would think that it would be proper to argue about assless chaps. That that's really the comedy in in the fact is like, I mean, can you really argue assless chaps? <laughs> They're just chaps. All chaps I mean, are assless. It's like chickeny chicken. <laughs> like, hey, this chicken tastes like chicken. <laughs> that's because it's chicken. It's chicken. Hey, this tastes like chicken. It's chicken. All right. Did I miss any anything else? I don't know. We didn't. I didn't is the uh, is the Masters state champion going to be upset we didn't mention anything about him? I don't know. He's probably a little happy we didn't mention him. I think he did say that he'd prefer not to be mentioned on this. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. We'll find out. If, we'll find out if he's listening. Right. Um, all right. So that's it for episode fifty-four. When do you want to do this again? Uh, probably sometime early next week. Okay. Maybe Tuesday night again. Okay, that's fine. As long as I don't... College and pro football. As long as I don't have any indigestion issues. The Browns will have their first victory. Ben (laughs) Roethlisberger will be out for the season. (laughs) LeVar Bell will sign a contract with the Oakland Raiders. LeVar Bell or LeVar Ball? (laughs) LeVar Ball. Sorry. (laughs) LeVar Ball. The dad. The dad. The dad. (laughs) He's going to play defensive end for the Raiders? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to take a spot. How much does he make? I have no idea. Well, now he makes like $28 million a year. Who? Khalil? Yeah. Khalil. Yeah, he probably got a really nice deal there. Oh, he did a good job with the Bears. Well, he hopefully will. he plays hard. Yeah. He's a good Buffalo boy. Of course he will. Hard-working town, hard-working people. How, how bad was he in high school that the only place he could go was Buffalo? Well, if he's from – he's probably from the area, first of all, and he probably couldn't afford to go anywhere else. Nick Saban pays fantastic. I don't know what you're worried Yeah, about. but Nick Saban's also probably not scouting in New York State. It's not yeah. really a hotbed for football. Maybe we should have Khalil Mack on the on the show sometime to explain why he stayed at Buffalo, one of your alma maters. Well, I didn't go to UB. Well, I thought you did. No, I went to Niagara. Oh, they're close. We didn't have football at Niagara. <laughs> we, had, we had we had football, <laughs> football, <laughs> and field hockey. We did have field hockey and lacrosse. Um. All right, Barman and Bevo podcast. Uh, we're out there on social media. Uh, Facebook, Barman and Bevo Podcast, Michael Barman, Michael Vandura, Twitter, at Barman, the letter N, Bevo Pod, um, at underscore Coach Barman, at Bevo 8771. Um, Podbean, I did, I redid our website and got it back kind of better, better to where it should be. We were still shitty. Uh, I just thought we had that Tour de France logo up for way too long. <laughs> Well, I saw that earlier today, and I was like, oh, we haven't taken that down yet? Nah, just 
I got it. It should be fixed now. I fixed it a couple days ago. Um, so we're up, everything's up on the, the website. It's barmanandbevo.podbean.com. You can download the, all the episodes at Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Twitch. Um, I'm sorry, Twitcher. Um, I still don't know which what, what we're on on that one. Um, Bears Packers Sunday Night Football. I know it's great. I got all Sunday to just kind of screw around. Really? Good for you. Wing bracket. Wing bracket. Oh, are we back on that? We could. <laughs> we could. We could knock out some of it on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it'd have to be Sunday, kind of late. How late? Six p.m. That's going to interfere with the Packer game. Well, we could drop you off at home. That's okay. We'll we'll do it on a better day. We'll do it Nothing on a better day. Be coming up. This might be holiday season kind of thing. <laughs> at that point, it'll have been over a year. <laughs> we'll have a pumpkin spice latte, and then we'll go right in for the wings. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll have updates for you on the wing bracket, and we'll have lots of recaps on football. End of the Vuelta. Um, World Championship preview. Okay, World Championship preview. That with Bevo updates. Hopefully I do well for everybody this weekend. I'm only counting the soccer game as my pick, but I threw some other picks in there for you. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll keep a football ranking as well. Wow. Separate foot, just because I don't do as well in football. I want to know Drew's ranking way more than yours. I will get Drew's pick from him tomorrow and put it on the website. Okay. And we'll go head-to-head on the season. Whoa! Do I get in on that? Yeah, if you want to pick... Hey, man, we, we can make it fun. If you want to pick a game, we'll, we'll do... <laughs> bet bet with Barman, game. bet with Bevo, bet with Drew. Uh, bet, or bet with Borland. Bet with BBD. Bet with Barman, bet with Bevo, bet with Borland. Keep it B with B. I think we should be able – I'll talk to him this weekend. We should be able to get him on the show here soon. He should be close oh, cool. to finishing out his contract. Cool. He's lost his job. No, he left his job. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that does it for Barman and Bevo. We'll see you in a few days. And rest in peace, Kurt Reynolds. They call you the bandit An outlaw Shackled only by freedom You wear no man's chain Some say they despise you Well, maybe they do But deep down inside them I bet they wish they were you Bandit, you're reckless And you live much too hard Bandit, you're the joker In the deal of the cause You're a legend to the old man A hero to the child Steal a lady's heart With only a smile
bandit, you're reckless And you live much too hard Bandit, you're the joker In the deal of the cars You're a legend to the old men A hero to the child Bandit, steal a lady's heart With only a smile The bandit They call you the bandit They call you the bandit They call you the bandit 